When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, my, my confidence level's high, Nick. Um, knowing the, knowing the, the type of people that have coached him, their, their thoughts on him. Um, I don't worry one bit about him getting ready to go from a standpoint of knowing our offense and the scheme and what we're going to try to do against Green Bay. Um, I think he'll be able to apply his experience that's why it's important when you do make a move like that. It's for somebody that has some game experience, has, has, has taken some real live snaps um, to help him acclimate even faster. Um, and that's why we have Gerard and Chris O'Hara, Wes Phillips, myself. You know, we'll do everything we can, use every moment we're allowed to, to get him ready, uh, you know, uh, at, when, whenever he gets here. He's alive, everyone. He is alive. Judge Zolgad is here. <laughs> Oh, barely, yes, I am. Ba- I'm barely alive, by the way. I'm yeah, day day three of COVID right now. Uh, how are you feeling? Um, surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. I I was not. Uh, I I toughed it out and didn't know exactly what was wrong during the Friday show. I uh, had my appendix out on Saturday. Um, oh, and uh, it's still so it's sore. I'm not going to lie about that. But uh, extra strength Tylenol and uh and and lots of good drugs have helped that and <laughs> and none of them are super strong. I've got the strong stuff but they're like it's basically only a breaking case of emergency like the oxy and I'm like I really don't want to do that stuff too much. So I'm 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 trying to manage my pain through the normal means Football. of over the counter drugs. What's the stabbing pain going on underneath my rib cage and stomach right now is basically what you were you were saying on Friday? Uh no, it was um it was like my whole lower abdomen felt in sort of inflamed and it was sort of odd and then and then it isolates itself to the the one side that the appendix is on and then it was like something's wrong and so i went and i waited the great thing is i drove to urgent care i didn't make the online appointment i didn't know about that and oh, so you have I, to you have to make an online appointment for urgent well, care to get in quickly and i didn't do it and so i basically if you don't do that they're like you're gonna have to wait for a while i was in the urgent care um waiting room for like two hours oh by by the time i got in i was basically doubled over and they're like you got appendicitis i'm like so you wait so you were like doubled over and you sat there almost doubled over for two hours in the waiting room oh my god well it it hadn't burst it hadn't burst (laughs) so then i i was at the urgent care in slp here um i had driven and they're like you're not driving 
to because I, I had to go to the hospital, which is right down the street, basically. But it's still a drive. And they're like, you can't drive. Called an ambulance, hauled my ass out of there oh, on a stretcher. What? Took me in. Yeah. I was like sweating profusely. By they, they This thought, is all like Friday afternoon, right? This is late Friday. So this okay. is like Friday evening. They thought they're they're like the doctors in the ur- urgent care. I'm not joking. Said, I think it might have burst. Yeah, it might have burst. And I'm like, that's probably not good, right? Okay, so when we were on Friday, when we were, and by the way, this is uh, Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, yeah. where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Which, and, I, uh, which I took a shot at. Yeah, Judd, uh, Judd almost died over the weekend. I feel like I'm dying with COVID right now. That's no, not good. Isolated to my uh, basement and home studio here. Uh, the show is presented by TCL. Uh, no matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. I've got a bunch of questions here. We'll get to Judd's backup quarterback, uh, Nick Mullins' trade takes here. But uh, we saw all of you, Judd, on his deathbed. Uh, and we, we appreciated all the photos that people were sending in from the stadium with the Surly Before I Die can. Oh, it was awesome, yeah. That was pretty cool, seeing that around uh, around social media in the stadium. Yes, and that is that the credo of this show is now been adopted by our friends in the best way possible. Surly before I die beer, which can be found, of course, at all uh, at all games played uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium, and also I believe it's going to have some type of. I believe they're going to get it into some stores as well. But of course, if you don't find that, you could find any of the other delicious beers: the Furious, the Supreme. Um, there are just a long list of great beers from our friends at Surly Brewing. We appreciate them again for supporting us uh, during the course of this season. So please check them out. And if you are at a game, absolutely try before I die, because you know what? You never know. You never know. You never know about tomorrow. As I found out, I didn't know about Saturday. I was doing the show on Friday. I didn't know about Saturday. So as as we were recording, you know, Purple Daily and Action Movie Rewind, uh, Mackie and John on Friday. What was what was your level of pain while we while we were doing those recordings? I felt like I was uh, like fluey. You know, like it it wasn't it wasn't intense. Um, It was just like a um, a constant pain. But the placement of the pain was weird. Because it wasn't like up high in my stomach; it was down low, and I'm like, "What the heck is that?" Yeah. Um, but then it, it, the fact that it lingered for so long, it didn't get really bad until I, I was actually in the urgent care. But it lingered, so they haul me out of there on a stretcher for the drive from uh, um, the Park Nicolet Urgent Care in St. Louis Park to Methodist Hospital, which is literally. I don't even know if it's a mile. It's very, very close. And, of course, the medical professionals, who are, by the way, all of them outstanding, like, God bless those folks. They are patient. They are short-staffed. They do real work. Like, we have sports takes. And so I'm – the. but the one thing that they do is they do the same thing your barber does. What do you do? Because they want to keep you talking, and they don't want you – and, like, they want to – They've got a list of questions. It's very clear to keep you just calm, right? So, so this, my, is, this is in the ambulance? In or? the ambulance as as we're going. <laughs> no sirens, too. So just to be clear, this was not like a Yeah, you want to maintain some level of dignity here, okay? Well, like, I'll, and, I'll yeah. get in the ambulance, but no yeah. sirens, okay? Well, you know, I mean, I could on. totally go by myself. But no, I didn't insist. say no sirens. They didn't turn them on, and I was fine with that. Okay. 
So the guy, that means that, that they're, the person in the back is no longer living, too. Yes, so that's that. not good news. So, so the guy in the back with me asks the inevitable question, what do you do? And I'm like, a sports talk show, which always, you know, this is why I sometimes say I'm a cook. Because then they just won't ask him. It's like, that's boring. Were you so, ashamed to I, tell him? Or you just didn't, you didn't, like, you're no, in I intense pain. You didn't want to talk start, about it. I don't really like to talk a lot about stuff. Like, if, like, because I'm hurting. But anyway, nice guy. Good, good, good guy. So I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell this dude the truth. Sports talk host. Well, where? So then I have to go through the whole story. Score North. But we used to be a radio station. And we still <laughs> sort of are. But blah, blah, blah. And, and I said, we do a daily Viking show, and then a daily Minnesota sports show, Mackie and Judd. To which the guy's like, I follow Phil on Twitter. Yeah, you damn right he does. And I said, <laughs> I said, you you don't follow me? And he's like, oh, no, but I will now. I'm like, what What the hell? You probably blocked him at some point. Yeah, I, I, om- <laughs> I almost got up from my bed. I was like, what's going on here, dude? Like, it's... it's Mackie and Judd, how do you not follow Judd? I'm glad to know that we uh, that we entertain uh, the ambulance drivers and the, as the emergency leaving, room workers. As he was leaving the emergency room, I said, make sure you follow me now. So, I'm sure Just he is. Just intense, so, intense pain. If you're watching now, dude, I have no idea what your name was. Hi. Hello. Of, co- of course, you have no idea what his name is. Classic I, I Judd. I don't know names. Um, by the way, so we'll, we'll, we'll spend two more minutes on this, and then we will uh, get into actual Vikings takes. But I've done some sleuthing on my own situation here because I told you guys that story about sitting next to the dude, the the airplane story where there was one seat open on the whole flight. It was the middle seat yeah. between me and the guy. And the guy, without even asking me, says, oh, I'll just move over to the middle and my wife can move over from one aisle seat to the other aisle seat and sit right next to me instead of across the aisle because that's normal behavior. And uh, then the guy spent four hours blowing his nose into a handkerchief oh, God. and coughing some sort of cold at the very least. And I was thinking he's probably got COVID and there's nowhere for me to go. Right, and so uh, I had ridden in a few Ubers with coworkers on uh, the last leg of my work trip in Chicago, and I said, "Listen, I'm pretty sure I th- I think I know where I got COVID from, but I just want you guys to know that I have COVID. Let me know. I am the only person from this entire group of people that came away from that trip with COVID. Yeah, he gave it to you, which yeah, means 100%. the guy on the plane gave me COVID, and I knew as I was sitting there." And I, if I could go back, I would have berated him. I would have. I would have not I told let you to the move. whole situation. I know. I told you to get away I from know. him. Lesson learned. And especially now, and no mask too. Then, so he just had a handkerchief. Yeah, he had. A, he. It's funny because he actually did have a mask, but he kept pulling it down to like eat, and then he would cough without the mask on and stuff. Yeah, gross. yeah, dude. I feel go, like go bleep yourself, random. Guy. I feel like right now planes are probably COVID cesspools. Well, they're supposed to it's be. It's all trapped air. Yeah, it's actually it's, no. It's not trapped air. It's actually some yeah. of the most uh, purified, recycled air you're you're going to find. So, um, but that's a conversation for another day. Okay. Football clearly wasn't purified enough because here we are. Uh, so the big news yesterday, as you were uh, still in the hospital, the Vikings saw what we all saw, and uh, what you have been saying actually at practice for a long time here. People demanding that you apologize to Kellen Mond. So maybe this is a soapbox you can stand on here, but the Vikings decided we do not have a QB two on this roster that we feel comfortable with. And so we're going to trade a seventh round pick in 2024 
right. for Nick Mullins, who uh, I think I saw someone throw out yesterday. Uh, Nick Mullins has like the second most yards in his first 17 games or starts in NFL history. Mm-hmm. That it's like Patrick Mahomes is number one, and then Nick Mullins is thrown for like 4,500 yards in his first 17 starts or something. Uh, right. A lot of interceptions in there too. But uh, right. what are your thoughts on Nick Mullins, the trade, and uh, ultimately all the people that told you you should apologize for your trash takes about Kellen Mond? Well, first of all, I forgive them completely because there's a reason, and I said this last week, there's a reason why I have until now, because of, of my problems, gone out to training camp practice every single day to watch. It's so that I can bring back to our viewers and listeners, who I adore, by the way. I adore you people. I appreciate you people. Uh, but I can bring back an accurate assessment, not just a preseason game, of what is transpiring at training camp. And look, I, I mean... In watching Mannion and Mond, it was very clear that you could not, with a straight face, tell skill position guys like Thielen and Jefferson and Cook, hey, Kirk's hurt, um, but we're going to roll with Sean. Or Kirk's hurt, but we're going to roll with Mond. They don't have one. One is just cooked and not. And I mean, if Sean wants to pursue coaching, he should do that right now. <laughs> like he, he should, he should no, but, but I mean, he should pursue coaching he's right Ke- now. I mean, he's Kevin O'Connell. He's Kevin yeah, O'Connell. He doesn't have, he is not, he knows exactly what he wants to achieve and he can't do it. And, and that's never going to change. Um, that does not mean he cannot have a very successful career as a coach. I think he's probably a su- super smart dude, but you know, when, when he tries to say things, I saw a quote from training camp yesterday about, you know, I think I've had a good camp. What dude, don't, don't, just stop, just stop. Um, say, you know what? I'm trying to compete because you are as far as mine goes. I don't know if they're going to try and keep him as the third QB. I watched his, I watched uh, much of the first half before surgery on Saturday and Mond was very shaky and it sounds like he came back in and was worse. Yeah. So um, I don't know if he's going to compete for the third or, or not compete. I don't know if he's going to get a third QP job on the 53 man roster or be waived and probably clear that and, and go to practice squad. And quite frankly, I don't know if this current coaching staff thinks that there is a path or plan to develop him. I have no clue. He's not their guy, Mm -hmm. but the reality is hopefully I love this trade. And I will say this, hopefully for the Vikings sake in 2022, Nick Mullins never has to play like that's the goal. Um, My point has always been this assumption that, Oh, Kirk doesn't get hurt. Kirk. Well, first of all, he has missed time because of COVID. Second of all, assuming a guy won't get, get hurt is to me one of the most negligent responses in sports possible. I agree with that. So I like this trade. I don't like it because, oh my God, I think that I think that uh, Nick Mullins is going to come in now and challenge Kirk. You know, if, if Kirk doesn't play well, let's see what Nick has. No, that's not why. I like it because it was a responsible, common sense move. And I always want, at the end of the day, what do we want? Common sense. Don't think you're so smart that you can outthink a system that certainly has tricks that can be played on it, but there are some things that you are not going to be smarter than. And and it would have been malpractice for them to say, you know what, Mon's been bad, but I think there's more there and we can get it. No, you can't. Not right now. Um, and if you have any plans for Mon to play, like if you think practice squad guy and he can develop, Putting him in a regular season game now for an extended period would ruin him. 
Like he would be destroyed. And so this is the exact perfect type of insurance move. Great insurance, because great insurance is important. And this move does exactly that. Yeah. Uh, As some people have pointed out shrewdly, the last time the Vikings brought in a Southern Mississippi starting quarterback, they did go to the NFC Championship game in 2009. Um, Yeah, I think I told this to Declan yesterday. And uh, and even when we were just recapping the preseason game on Sunday, at a certain point, Mond and Mannion, you're facing vanilla defenses with second and third string players. At a certain point, you got to carve those defenses up. You can't be struggling to to hit open receivers and dinking and dunking and throwing the interceptions that Kellen Mond has been throwing. It's like. At a certain point, and, and, and I know some of the excuses are, well, you know, but he doesn't have a chance to play with the starters. Well, I don't. That's not it. That's not it. Correct. That's a lousy excuse. Yes. So now, would he look? Would Would Kellen Mond look better throwing to Justin Jefferson? Of course he would. But guess who else will? Nick Mullins. <laughs> Nick and I found the numbers here. So Nick Mullins, a lot of interceptions in his first uh, seventeen career starts. Twenty-two interceptions. So, yeah, no one is saying that he is. Uh, if if you were to start for a full season, that you would be a playoff team, but but in uh, in the seventeen starts and twenty games he's played, four thousand eight hundred passing yards and an average of eight yards per attempt, which is good. Like he pushes the ball down the field. He's got a couple games where he throws for you know two fifty three hundred and some touchdowns, and actually gives the offense a chance to move the ball. In the case of Kirk Cousins going down for three or four weeks for the first time in his career, so yep. Uh, I like it as well. I think it just it, it's a it's a it's a great test. I think that this front office and coaching staff has passed, which is all right. No need to be stubborn here. Um, let's just call a spade a spade and let's fix the problem here two or three weeks before the season starts. Let's let's get someone in here who actually might know what they're doing. And that's exactly what I thought too, because that's the thing is it. I didn't want to see them say, oh, no, you guys don't know. You guys don't understand. We're seeing things. No, you're really not. And they didn't. And, yeah, and, again, I think the most important thing is this. Everyone's goal is Nick Mullins never plays. Never plays it down. Doesn't have to. Kirk's great. It's fantastic. Um, But you now know that if you lose Kirk for a a game, because, look, if Kirk goes out, like if Kirk breaks his leg and is lost for the entire – season you're probably screwed i agree with that but the reality is if kirk now can't play a game or two games nick mullins is going to know how to run the game efficiently and and pretty much i think what training camp confirmed if um if o'connell and quasi were to be totally upfront with their answer to this is it confirmed what that uh film at green bay late last year showed which is Mannion can't can't move the ball and Mond is that raw. And look, what it turns out what Mike said about Mond was absolutely correct. I will always contend you didn't need to say that. And that was a man on a sinking ship yeah. just taking shots. He he definitely lacked a filter and tact. But yeah. but but he but he wasn't necessarily wrong. But he was correct. Yeah, what we have seen in practice does confirm that. Uh but yeah, this is a this is a good test too, I I think as far as the steps of okay, how often do you do what makes sense? Because I feel like uh, where the twins are failing right now is there's a lot of things that they do where you're like, 
are you sure about that move? And they're like, of course we're sure. You go sit back down in your box seat while we make moves. And then it doesn't work, and you're like, so what happened? Oh, I did. next time. Uh, it feels like this move was very much uh, um, a nod to, okay, we've seen enough, and we're not going to go make some big trade. You know, you didn't trade a third-round pick. A conditional seventh-round pick is absolutely fine. But what you did was you shored up a position, and despite what KOC said, which is, well, there's still a battle going on here. I'm not sure what you guys are talking about, which is which is what he's going to say. Yeah. Um, personally, I would cut Mannion today. Uh, that doesn't mean he couldn't come back as like some type of role as a practice squad sort of coach guy or something. Um, and then I think the key decision here that we don't know is, do they have plans for Mond as far as, as they think that there could be something here? Or at are they at their wits' end and they're like, you know what, this dude is probably not going to be a pro quarterback. Yeah, I think I, I have to think that Mannion's the one that's going to be uh, the odd man out here in this game of musical chairs. Yeah, because even if they're not that high on Mond, he's so young and well, so young. I mean, he's not that young. He's he was a, you know, started fifty five or sixty games in the SEC, uh, but he's but he's the youngest quarterback on the roster. And I think and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you know, having spent four years in that San Francisco Shanahan offense, doesn't Nick Mullins kind of bring the, hey, familiarity with a similar system type thing to the room? That, sure. you know, well, Sean Mannion brings the familiarity with the system, spending two years no. with McVeigh in right. LA. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think Mullins kind of, kind of checks that box for me, unless I'm missing something here. Nope. Yeah. Nope. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. If and he has to play, he's not going to be a, a quivering bowl of jelly. He's also only 27 years old. So he's he's a guy that, you know, it's it's not like he's in the twilight of his career here. There's still some maybe some improvement for right. Nick Mullins. So I, I just, I like it all around. It makes a ton of sense. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that you got to watch the first half of that debacle before. What was actually more painful? The, uh, the first half of that game and the quarterback play or the uh, exploding appendix itself? Um, the, the exploding appendix was the most, the second most was the actual, uh, portion of the game that I watched. The third was when, when I got out and w- woke up from surgery, that was not as painful as the actual game. Okay. What was that? So I did not see the Mon second pick where he clearly didn't see a safety who was sitting there like a bleeping duck right there yeah, well in fairness you know those uniforms on defense are um, camouflage yeah. it's hard to i guess so but anyway the first pick i did see and he's driving the team down the field and i thought oh god no when i get back i'm gonna have to hear you know kellen mon he drove the team he looks so great and then he throws up that that with all due respect no comparison here that farvinian duck he hit that pass that pass on pick one by mon I feel like was was, bad. was close to the uh, pick that Favre threw in the playoff game in 2003 against the Eagles. I think Brian Dawkins picked it, but just sort of this, it's going nowhere. The receiver is not near it. And what are you doing? Yes. And, and I, I thought, I, okay, that's what I was seeing. I am so glad to, because I, so many fans try to make excuses for everything else around the quarterback is at fault. And then, and once you check all of those boxes of, Offensive line, route, whatever, defense, play call. Then then you can maybe blame the quarterback. I love that Kevin O'Connell came out right after that game. It might have been the next day he was asked about 
the interception and the muddy pocket, and he goes, "It was kind of a classic football play, just a classic muddy pocket." And we and he he put he put the clamps on it, and he said, "You got to find a way to get that ball off." And whether you have to sort of alter your arm motion or whatever it is, you, you got to find a way to get that ball off and hit the open receiver. Yeah. Yes. No excuses. And if you watch that play yeah. again. Good for him. That's yes. The, it, it was not the cleanest pocket. Now, Mond doesn't exactly. Sometimes Mond, because of his indecisiveness, will make a clean pocket into a muddy pocket by taking too long. Correct. Uh, so there was some interior pressure that came sort of toward the end of his time in the pocket. But he got the ball off before the defender hit him. But he couldn't really get the full follow through because, you know, it's a condensed pocket. But that's the NFL. Right. If you're going to throw 30 passes in a game, you know, how many are really, truly clean five or seven step drops where you're going to get to sit there for two and a half or three seconds without any sort of maneuvering around pressure? Right. Right. And if and if and if that's what's going to happen, you're just going to kind of spaz out and throw a lame duck pass that was almost a pick six. Yeah, it's a red flag. And his decision making across the board is just bad. It's just bad. He uh, he takes sacks. He shouldn't. And on the one play that he made that I saw, that was actually a nice completion. Credit BC Johnson, who kept extending his route. Yeah, and it's, it's the one where Mon rolls right, and he finds BC. It's a really nice play. But go back and watch the blocking. Austin Schlotman was doing a great job. Um, one of the, one of, I believe, uh, uh, an, a guard missed his block and a running back picked him up, picked up the blitzer. So nice play there too. Part of the reason why that pocket became a problem was because the reality is Mont had to get rid of that ball and, and he doesn't. And that's the thing is watch how long he will take and he gets sacked, throws bad passes, has to scramble unnecessarily at times and that and that gets back to the entire thing of well the offensive line sucks the offensive line is not expected to extend their blocks forever like there's no there's no rule about well if you guys can't block for six seconds you're bad yeah like that's that's what i think we don't take into account enough this is all a bang 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 thing and things have to happen and that's why you practice that's why you have plays like this is not the schoolyard. Hey, I'm gonna find you somewhere. You just keep running around. Yeah. So, so that's where quarterback play to me gets to be intriguing because it is far more about the ball has to come out when it's supposed to. It can't be this whole. Well, I mean, I didn't see it really, so that's not why you practice. You practice so that that precision can be there consistently. And I don't care. You, your age at some point in time that has to come fairly quickly. That can't be. A, well, it took me five years. Sorry. Yeah, yeah there, there was some Uncle Rico vibes to some Kellen Mond throws yesterday <laughs> or on us on uh, Saturday. It was it was awful. There was Uncle there was some slinging the, slinging the ball in the middle of the air like back in '82 could throw a pigskin quarter mile kind of vibes, and it was like, all right, Kellen Mond, let's let's get it together here a little bit. I will say this though, I saw some tweets, not a lot, so that this is not a like a big thing, but I saw some tweets about the oh the Vikings look terrible, the Vikings look bad. The preseason's been great. It's exactly what you want. You play backups. The last time I checked, starters aren't playing, so they're not being hurt, which is great. But this is all this isn't about the team. I don't give a damn if they win, and I don't give a damn if the team looks good. I want to know how individuals look. I would say that that this the two exhibition games so far, I know they're not fun, but they have been a huge success. 
because the Vikings have done a magnificent job at finding out what they have with their depth. And that's all I care about. That's all I care about. The training camp practices now, and like the two joint ones with San Fran last week, are all about preparing Cousins, Jefferson, first-team guys. And that's smart. Those preseason games are about exposing the faults of guys that can't play so you can cut their asses. <laughs> yeah, and you can see, so okay, like, do we need to make it. a trade for a, a QB2 or something, yes. right? Like but that. like this, I see these tweets, oh, that's, oh, this looks awful. You know what? They sort of wanted to. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the Ravens, haven't the Ravens won like 25 straight preseason 21. games or something? 21, 21 straight. I watched a lot of football. And the Ravens are a good regular season team, but they're not the yeah. Chiefs or the Rams the last few years. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think it, it has looked ugly offensively, but it's not going to look that ugly when Kirk Cousins is out there with the first-team offensive line and Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. So, um, well, you know, Jeb was already mostly helpless around the house when it comes to fixing things, and now that he's got a large incision that he's trying to uh it's not pretty dude yeah that's where finch home solutions comes in <laughs> that is right in fact you, you know what on my best day electrical fixes they are not something that judd zolgat should get anywhere near you know are you the guy that says oh honey i can fix it look on some things that's fine right on some things like the lawn or something take a shot i don't care but when when it comes to the electrical things around your, your house you want to go with the experts and here's the best part, experts who are Purple Daily diehard fans, uh, the, the fine folks at Finch can take care of everything from faulty outlets to flickering lights to installing or repairing electrical panels. If you need a smoke detector update, very important, right? Or perhaps your home needs rewiring. Finch is offering a free home safety inspection to all Purple Daily fans. I'll repeat that. Finch is offering a free home safety inspection to all fans of the show. So find out exactly what needs to be done for free. 612-357-2604. 612-357-2604 or finchhomesolutions.com. Finchhomesolutions.com. Do it the safe way, the smart way, and the best way. Finch Home Solutions. I was uh, I was checking out prize picks right before the game on Saturday and saw, I think it was 28 and a half. For rushing yards on Ty Chandler. Oh, man, give me that over for sure. And he was great in the first half, and then like, basically was non-existent in the second half. You can't you can't win them all, uh, but you can have a good time and an easy time playing fantasy with prize picks. You pick between two and five players, and over-under on their projections. You can win up to ten times on any entry, and you can mix and match sports. You can do you know something with NFL, something with PGA, with the Tour Championship this weekend. Uh, so check it out. The Price Picks app and PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code NORTH and Price Picks will match your first deposit of up to $100. Promo code NORTH, Price Picks. Uh, pardon the obnoxious construction I was right say, outside my window. That's here. no seaplane. I think my neighbor is like, uh, he picked like this week apparently house. to, I don't know, like light his house on fire next door and uh, fix the patio. Is that what goes on out there? I don't know. You people in Washington are weird. Bunch of crazies. Uh, what are people saying about the Minnesota Vikings? Boys, we have power rankings from ESPN.com. These are the first power rankings since right after the draft. Let's see where the Vikings fall Bring here. Yeah, on. So uh, we're going to start at the top here. The number one, who, who would you guys guess is the number one team in the NFL according to the 
uh, ESPN NFL Nation writers combined here. Declan probably already saw it. I, I know who it is, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to take it as not the Rams. The since, Rams are third. Since you're asking. Rams um, are third. It's not going to be the Bengals. It's the Buffalo Bills. Oh, oh yeah. People are on them, They're man. On They're a good football team. They're a good football team. Yeah. Buccaneers are number two. Rams are number three. Chiefs four. Okay. Bengals five. Packers are six. Uh, okay. Niners are seven. Seems a little high Nine. considering. Niners are seven? And, and the, you know, I know they went deep in the playoffs, but they only won 10 games in the regular are... season. I'm going to urge you right now, he might be good, but let's wait and see on Trey Lance. Yeah. Chargers are eighth. Ravens, nine. Cowboys, ten. Ravens, nine. That's a, that's a hype train right there. The Cowboys are not the 10th best team in the NFL. I'm sorry. No. Uh, the Titans, Broncos, Raiders, Colts, Eagles round out the top 15. Okay. Patriots, Browns, Cardinals, Dolphins, Saints, 16 through 20. Commanders at 21. The Saints have a good roster, don't they? Just, their quarterback is kind of, and they're not, they're not like a terrible team. They Commanders, coach, 21st. I'm not sure I love that guy either. Steelers, 22nd. That's atrocious. Who's doing these rankings? Vikings are 23rd. <laughs> Who did these, Phil? This is the ESPN NFL Nation, so like all of the Kevin Seiferts and the, the people who cover, I don't know where Seifert had the Vikings, but it's the, I think it's it's a poll across all of the team writers for ESPN.com. What does it say to you guys? I mean, I don't know, 23rd in the league? We're not exactly well, homers on this show on a regular basis, but that's absurd, isn't it? I think, yes, but I think it's a testament to the fact and the league loves this, that for the most part, we have no bleeping idea. Like, you could you could probably take from, where, where was San Fran? Seven? Seventh. Okay, yeah. from seven on down to the Vikings, you could probably take that puppy, stick it in a blender, and just go like this and pull anything out. Yeah. I, I mean, first of all, San Francisco, come on, really? Trey Lance, we have no idea. Trey Lance might be really good. But this whole thing, I, I get I get so tired of how we fall in love with, well, he's Mahomes, right? Uh, how do we know that? How do we know that? Um, the Steelers, that last part, so like the last 10 teams, could be a complete free-for-all. Like the Eagles look like they're improved, but we don't know that. Yeah. Um, so so I would say I would say it's it's disrespectful to the Vikings. But it's also a testament to nobody knows what they're talking about, which I'm fine with. That's why this league is fun in part because of that. Um, but yeah, I, I that's that's just that's people with get the poll, sit down, and then they're like, yeah, okay, oh yeah, I forgot the Vikings. I'll put them 23rd. Yeah, they're that, right. They're right is. ahead of the Seahawks and the Bears in these power rankings. If you think that the you line up the Vikings, Seahawks, and Bears, and those are three teams that are going to win around the same number of games. I mean, clip this and save it for old tweets exposed, old takes exposed in a few months from now. Uh, I will trust Vegas, and I will trust some of the odds makers more than I will trust random writers from ESPN.com. All due respect to our guy, Kevin Seifert, who's excellent. Um, but the Vikings now on points bet and FanDuel, the over-under is up to 9.5. 
So yeah, mo- most of these sports books were starting around like eight and a half, you know, right around draft time. And uh, and now you've got so points bet has the Vikings at nine and a half. Yep. Caesars has them at nine. DraftKings nine. FanDuel nine and a half. And then Bet Rivers is the lowest one that I see here at eight and a half. The top teams in the NFL, by the way, if you're wondering, mm-hmm. right around ten and a half, eleven. Uh, there is an eleven and a half on the Rams, and a twelve and a half on the Packers through Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers tends to be just a little bit, a little bit wider ranging with some of their uh, their futures numbers. But so yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying here is, um, if you look at some of the odds makers, none of them have the the Bears, for instance, are just atrocious. Like the Bears over under is four and a half on Bet Rivers and five and a half on FanDuel. So FanDuel thinks the Vikings are four wins better than the Bears, but this power ranking has them basically next to each other. So yeah. it's absurd. I mean, that's terrible. Even if you look at the teams above the Vikings from their quarterback side, the Steelers are going to start Mitch Trubisky most likely. That's a woof. Uh, Washington's going to start Carson Wentz, who I just can't stand. He might be my least favorite quarterback in the NFL. Well, he is better than Taylor Heineke. Is he? Yeah, dude. I, I don't know. I, I, I roll the dice with Heineke. Uh, the Saints are going to start Jameis Winston, not barring that he's healthy, but they started like seven different quarterbacks last year. The Dolphins are going to start Tua, who apparently throws the most catchable football that Mike McDaniel has ever seen in his entire life. And by the way, <laughs> had no idea that Tua Tugaviola is right-handed in everything in life except for throwing a football where he throws left. That is mind-blowing to me. I don't know how. I understand batting left or throwing left and shooting left in baseball and hockey and whatnot. I have never heard of someone who's dominant right-handed and throws the football with his left hand. That's mind-blowing. So just mm-hmm. the teams that are initially above them, those thir- first three or four teams, Kirk is a better quarterback than them, and I like the Vikings' offense a lot more. This is this is very simply also says one thing, and, and it's been, it's been um, crystallized in every poll I've seen, and I think it's true, and it's probably fair. The nation is giving Kirk Cousins a vote of no confidence. Yeah, and now right. it's and now it's up to him to prove no, you're wrong. No, it was Mike. Mm-hmm. No, it was the previous scheme. Whatever. Um, but in every poll that we've seen on quarterbacks, which have been coming out now for months, and th- those are fun to dissect. Um, everybody nationally has been saying, you know what, Kirk can't do it. Everybody, and this is the final straw. Because Dex is right. I mean, that's a great point. You've got slappy quarterbacks in front of Kirk now. And they basically are saying, you know what? I like the saints more. Yeah. And I think we're saying, oh, wait, wait, hold on a second. Jameis Winston. And they're saying yes. And so I, I, I think uh, to take this discussion down uh, to the micro of a player, I think it's very fair to say that this is sort of the culmination of the, the award of, we don't believe in, in Kirk. And that is why Kirk is under construction right now. That is why what you hear in, in the background is Kevin O'Connell with his tools out doing Amazing. construction on Kirk. Uh, the offense under construction here. Uh, our health status under construction here. Yeah, I think you're right. If it, that's, that's a fun exercise. Okay, so uh, go back to those same ESPN.com writers who have the Vikings collectively 23rd. And I'm not saying that this would be right, but okay, we're going to replace Kirk with, and then play that game with 12 different quarterbacks, right? All right, we're right. going to replace yeah. Kirk with Stafford, replace Kirk with Mahomes, yep. replace Kirk with so, such and such. That's a great. But to me, this is where the the slander goes too far, and I am and I am a Kirk hater. I am the leader of the Kirk haters. I feel like the last two or three years, but um, it is up to him. 
you know, he's yeah. he has enough. He has enough at this point. He's 34 years old, and um, this should be the best season team success-wise of his career. And we'll see. We'll see. I, and, and I just, I have a really, really hard time continuing to listen to, like, the excuses of, well, but if he only had the center here, it's like you're not going to have everything perfect. You're not going to have everything perfect. And if no. you need everything perfect, then please stop making the third most money to the salary cap so that the Vikings can have a better chance to make well, everything perfect. You know? And I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but the thing with Kirk, too, is, is and this is why I, I don't know that I've ever been so e- eager for a Vikings season to start, but had basically no expectation of wins. Because I am really excited to, to see what O'Connell brings, what Kirk can be, you know, as a veteran in his mid-30s, what he can be uh, transformed potentially into. Jefferson should be great. The defense should be improved. But, I mean, this also, Phil, it's also based on a lot of presumptions, right? Like the presumptions are it's going to work. O'Connell is going to be a good coach. Like there, that's not – because you come from the McVay tree – that doesn't mean that you're assured to be great. So wait and see. Quasi, same thing. Cousins, can Cousins be changed? I don't know. Possibly. Defensively, do Hunter and Zadarius Smith stay healthy the entire year? I don't know. If they do, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. So I am I am eager and excited to see this team play, but I don't have any presumptions of, well, they're going to be outstanding. I don't know. It could flop. But at least it feels like it's a fresh start. And and to go back to the Mullins trade, that to me felt like a very smart move that perhaps wouldn't have been made by some front office staffs. Yeah, no, it's fair. Um, let's shout out our friends here at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around for over 100 years helping businesses. They're like a great offensive line for your business. Uh, just sort of uh, there to protect against challenges out on the horizon and risks that maybe you need a little extra help foreseeing out on the horizon. Federated's history is rich with innovative, committed people guided by a core set of principles and values that they apply to your business. Find out how your business can uh, can reach another level of success through Federated Insurance, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Also, hey, we're getting into uh, the regular season here in about a week or two. Maybe you can do what Judd did a year ago, which is lose 40 pounds during the season through our friends at Livia. That is exactly right. And guess what? This is the way to lose weight. Appendicitis tax, uh-uh-uh, don't do it. But but I want to tell you the easiest way to not only drop weight, but also keep that weight off. And that's the, the important thing. And that comes from my friends, Livia Weight Control Centers. And yes, I said weight control. It's not a diet. It's a place that will help you drop the weight as they did with me and then keep that weight off. Uh, Dawn, on the plan as well, down 16 pounds. And right now, I want you to join us. It's their anniversary sale. You can join the program 50% off. That's right. I didn't misspeak there. 50% off. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Get all of those clothes in a couple of months to start to fit all those clothes right now that you walk past and think, I don't even want to deal with this. Guess what? They can all fit again. L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com is the start to losing and maintaining that weight loss. All right, dudes. Well, I think we should probably go 
wrap ourselves in uh, bubble wrap, take naps Football for the next 23 hours. I'm going to go lay down for a little while. I'm getting very old. Yeah, I'm like sweating. Just like yeah, chills, the, the, fever. The, the, COVID, the COVID sweats will get you. The back pain, it, and it stinks because like you want to lay down, but then you get the bed sores in the back. That's that's when I had it like two years ago. It was Those were the worst parts, the sweats and the back pain. That was Taste the, and smell still there, Phil, or no? Um. Yeah, my smell and taste are still here. Uh, I am like wringing out shirts with, with sweat though. Like Declan said, I lost my taste and smell at the end. I was uh, purposely eating spicy food all week to test that, so, and it also kind of helped get you know clear out your nostrils a little bit. So I found how long out am I going to feel like? Is this going to be like a two week thing? Well, I don't think so. It, it depends on the vac- person. Yeah, because you're, it depends on the person, but also like you're vaccinated, so I'm I'm sure it'll hopefully yeah. be just a three or four day thing at the most. Okay. It was about five days with me, and that was pre-vaccines. So, I found out something. Smell overrated. I disagree. <laughs> I, I couldn't smell. I didn't care. Mistake. Like I'm like, this is great. I can't smell anything. I think I it's good smell. for self-awareness. You know. Yes. You well, just yeah. Stop showering. Well, but then that's why you're married. Yeah. That's, that's why you're married. So she can tell you. Hey, honey, mistake. do I smell okay? No, you smell like crap. I'll go take a shower. <laughs> that's See, that's the thing. Zolgat here for marriage. Yeah. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> Why is marriage good? Because someone else can tell you you stink or your breath is bad. Amazing. Uh, all right, write that down, predictions, if we make it to tomorrow. Purple Daily, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl <laughs> before we die.